listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. You know, the holidays are just around the corner, and we all do not want the ho-ho-hos turning into oh, no, no, when it comes to our pets. So relax, take a chill, because we have the number one person on the planet who is there for your pets to keep them safe and sane. I'm talking about America's veterinarian, the one, the only, and my pal, Dr. Marty Becker. Welcome to the show, Marty. That was an incredible introduction. You're the uh, edutainer, though. I don't want to be the ho, 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 and the oh, no, no. I love that, Arden. <laughs> I, might have to, I might have to borrow that one with credit. You that can. Awesome. It's okay. Hey, you know what? You taught me years ago that labs chew till they're two and shed till they're dead. And I yeah. always attribute that to you. Yeah, we've had we've uh, we've known each other so long that we know where the dogs are buried, as they say. But one of the things that I get to do up here, Arden, is since I live in northern Idaho, I get to answer the phone. Happy holidays from Idaho, ho, ho. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to hear more from the good doctor, Dr. Marty Becker, right after we pay for this show by taking a commercial break. So everybody, sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. Obehave will be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. You know what? The very, 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 very first show that I did, my special guest was Dr. Marty Becker. There's a reason. He is my pal. He is the pet pal to all dogs, cats, and other critters on the planet. And he is America's veterinarian. You know him. He's on Good Morning America, the Dr. Oz Show. And now he is the face of a new, you got to check out this website. It is called Vet Street. 
And it is the real deal. It is all veterinary-backed information to make life with your pet the very, very best. So, hey, Dr. Marty, I'm so glad you're back on my show. You know what? No one's been on my show as much as you, so there's a reason. You must uh, know a thing or two. <laughs> well, you know, I love being on your show. The, I've been blessed in my life. You know, I am uh, just had a 57th birthday, so there's a reason that this uh, what's left of this gray hair has made me <laughs> the pet expert for AARP now. But I, I live on a, on a horse ranch in northern Idaho with four dogs and four cats and horses. I still practice as a veterinarian. I, I practiced last Friday as a veterinarian, and I'm practicing this next coming up Tuesday. And, and so I practice as a veterinarian as much as I can. But I'm, uh, I would describe myself after all these years as a veteran veterinarian but a lifetime pet lover. And it's just fun to play in that, uh, in that space where you get to help pets, people, in the profession. And when you mentioned Vet Street, what I really like about Vet Street there's a commercial on TV that says people when you want it, technology when you don't. And increasingly, people go to the Internet for a diagnosis often wrong and a treatment plan often wrong. And we call it, you know, paging Dr. Google. <laughs> but it's really weird from, you know, ever 30, over 30 years of being a veterinarian, now most people come in and say this. I looked on the Internet, and I think it's this. But, you know, and then it's basically, what do you Uh-oh. think, Doc? And and on the human side, you know, you I go to WebMD when uh, my wife is, matter of fact, she's sick right now, and or if oh, our little no. granddaughter's sick, but we still go to the doctor and still advocate for ourselves, and and that's what we want is, uh, you know, a place where pet owners can go when uh, you know when you want technology and it's late at night or it's over a weekend and you're looking for a second opinion with authentic information and. That's what VetStreet.com has. Everything has either been written by or reviewed by veterinarians. Uh, you know, they review me. When I write things, it goes through a panel and is reviewed. And, and then also breaking news. So you kind of get the Huffington Post kind of breaking news along with a deep archive of information. And You told me, I mean, VetStreet, I've got to disclose too. I'm on board now, but you are the face of VetStreet. And you, you know, you're like the most popular date at a prom. Everybody wants to have a dance with Dr. Marty. But you said to me, you know, Arden, I'm all in when it came to Vet Street. So that really shows there's something magical and very good for pets that make you just make that decision. It keeps the veterinarians, even my friend Dr. Oz, they, they have a thing called Share Care, Discovery Channel, and Oprah and Dr. Oz. And I wouldn't join that because it didn't, it didn't keep the veterinarian in all the equations or give the veterinarian the prominence. And, and it, you know, the thing about a, the local veterinarian, Vet Street is not meant to replace your local veterinarian. I, you know, you have to have a robust, frequent, uh, frequent, friendly relationship with a veterinarian and and vet street can't make your dog's tail wag you can't make your your cat purr it can't express empathy during a difficult time it can't you know greet you like a longtime friend warmly remembered and it can't look past obvious problems to potential problems you know that whole dance that a veterinarian does when they look from the tip of the nose to the tip of the tail and they flip the lip and flip the flap <laughs> and sniff the ear and feel the sentinel lymph nodes and uh, it's meant to augment that and be a, a, an allied partner in your pet's health. And i got to say, the articles are well-written. There's videos. There's audios. I mean, I just saw the, the video you did about, you know, holiday safety. And this is a special time of year. And, you know, if I'm a dog or I'm a cat, I'm like, holy moly, what is going on in this house? This, they're bringing in outdoor trees now and mm, that smells pretty good oh my paw just got burned i didn't know what you know a candle is so if we could let's have a little fun because we want to keep our pets safe this holiday season and beyond but it's actually a pretty dangerous t- 
time of year. So from the dog and cat's perspective, America's veterinarian, speak, speak, speak up for them. <laughs> what are some things that we don't really pay attention to that could really cause us to spend more time at the ER vet clinic than, you know, having fun at the home with our friends? I got it to you, Dr. Oz, too. It seems like every show. Um, <laughs> hidden contents of your glove box in your car that can kill you, you know, (laughs) five (laughs) hidden bacteria that lurk in your hairbrush. What I want to do is I always try to do things where it is the, you know, let's look at real risks and then let's look at things that aren't much of a risk. So I'll tell you the things you really need to worry about. And so if you're, if you're putting up your Christmas tree, like we're putting ours up today, we put ours up and, you know, secured in a broad base, but then we have two little eye hooks at 90 degree angles in the wall, about halfway up the tree. And we just tie fishing line at, at a 90-degree angle. And that way, if anything goes to climb the tree, it's not going to come falling over. And we actually Good. had that happen last year. We didn't follow my own advice. Yeah. And we're sitting there watching TV. And all of a sudden, you know, we, we have a, one part of our house has a 40-foot ceiling. So this is about a 20-foot tree. Came right oh, my down. gosh. Oh. So you, you want to secure it. And the water that you put in the tree really isn't very toxic to pets. It, it's not that you want to encourage them to drink out of it, so we just put a towel over it. We just put a towel over it and then just lift the towel up and put the water in. But if they get into it, it's, you know, it might cause a stomach upset, but it's not going to cause a major problem. As far as the plants that are around, poinsettias, which have been told for years, were, were deadly dangerous. In fact, uh, they're, they're not very dangerous, and they can cause a mild stomach upset, but it's uh, it's pretty benign. And but on the other hand, lilies. We have a saying: lilies are lethal. Lilies, for some reason, the both the scent and the texture for cats and dogs is something they like. And it just takes a few bites to cause severe kidney damage, even death in a in a dog or cat, especially cats. So you got to be really really careful there. If you're given the gift of um, I guess I'm personalizing this, but we're getting ready to send a Christmas package to my wife's brother in Hawaii, and we're going to put on there, not pet-friendly. So it's wrapped to ship, but inside it says not pet-friendly because it has food products in it. And there's certain food products that we know are are not good for pets, macadamia nuts and raisins, and, you know, these raisins might be in 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 a fruit thing, or there's some crackers in it that have onion powder, which can cause bleeding. You just put not pet friendly because these pets that can sniff out termites and and uh, peanuts for peanut allergies and and mold and ex- accelerants and arson cases they can smell that product and, and we especially worry about stuff that has xylitol in it uh, that artificial sweetener so just put not pet friendly and then uh, a couple other things the number one reason people call animal poison control is the the purposeful or accidental ingestion of human prescriptions so the purposeful one is where you think, you know what, my dog's, you know, is limping, so I'm going to give it this prescription that I take for arthritis. The accidental one is typically somebody comes to visit your house, and we have a lot of, you know, senior visitors have lots of prescriptions. I could use my 86-year-old mother-in-law or 87-year-old mother as an example, who just, my mother just came up to visit us uh, over Thanksgiving. Lots of prescriptions. They'll set them down on a nightstand on the bathroom counter and they'll uh, counter go counter surfing and knock them off and break them open. They rattle, break them open and ingest the contents. So it needs to be, just pretend there's a bunch of toddlers in the house and you put them in a drawer up in a cabinet, uh, up and away from everything. They can be the life of the party, but ugh, they don't have opposable thumbs, but they got jaws, so they don't need to be worried about the child-proof lock, right? Oh gosh, no, no, and they're, they're inquisitive. You know, something looks different. It's funny, 
you know, when your dogs go outside, it always strikes me how something that's on the ground, just something that's, it might be a bug that's, that's uh, laying there or a piece of lint or something. It's amazing how they pick up stuff that is different. Uh, that's, it's almost like stereoscopic, some kind of <laughs> million dollar dog kind of eyes that just like, head right mm-hmm. in for it. But, that, you know, again, the proof is in animal poison control. The number one reason people call animal poison control is the purposeful or accidental ingestion of human prescriptions. You know, you've taught me, though, another thing that we carry in our purses, we leave on the counter because we don't want to have dog breath, if you will. When I give my pet first aid talks now, a lot of people are surprised about a real secret poison that is just commonly found everywhere. Well, it's xylitol. Just check out at the grocery store next time and take a gander at all those candies there that are, you're trying to get you to buy. You'll be mm-hmm. surprised about 25% of those are sweetened with xylitol. So it's, wow. it's in a lot of sugar-free gums, and, and it's one that uh, has a, a pleasant taste for humans in a sugar-free gum. It has a sweetness that lasts a long time, but it is, it is lethal for pets. Literally, you know, I have my little uh, Gracie. I adopted Christmas Day last year, this lab pit bull cross, and she's about 40 pounds, and one or two sticks of that gum could drop her uh, with this precipitous drop in, uh, in blood sugar and can lead into uh, a liver failure. So you got to treat it, you know, it's got to have the yuck sticker on it for pets. I mean, you, gotta, you can't <laughs> have it on a purse You're sitting in the, in the car while you go in to do, uh, run an errand and the dog's in there. They'll sniff it out and get in the purse and, and there you're off on a veterinary emergency visit or worse. You know, speaking of Gracie, your segue is just amazing. We are copacetic on the same mind path. I was going to ask you because last year you did go with your daughter, Mikkel, who is an accomplished dog turner, everybody. And you did bring home Gracie, the lab pit mix. And you were talking about how sometimes I saw an article that the black dogs don't always get the, you know, they they don't always win the uh, popularity prize at once. But the picture of you with uh, Mikkel and your granddaughter, Reagan, and Gracie, and is it pronounced Cora? Cora, yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a family picture. So yeah, tell sure. us about adopting a pet over the holidays. You know, there's some places that actually encourage it. I know where I live in California, the um, Helen Woodward Animal Center makes a big deal about adopting pets, but doing it smartly. So what made you say, Gracie, you're my Christmas present last year? <laughs> well, you know, we, we're, we're going to do this again this year on December 20th. We're doing a yeah, and you'll love this. Our nobody can turn a phrase like you can, but it's, it's Christmas potty. P a w potty potty, not p o t t y like as in yeah, bring the yeah. Uh, so Mikkel Mikkel came up with this. Uh, we're gonna we're going to the Cordelain, Idaho, Sandpoint, Idaho, Bonnersfree, Idaho, and we have a team of it's board members and volunteers. It's a whole a herd of pet lovers that go in there, and we we take talk to every dog and every cat, and we. We tell them we love them and they're special and we're going to work twice as hard to find them a home. And we give them, each one gets a toy, each of them gets a treat. So we'll, we'll do Kong stuffing for some. We'll do uh, bacon strips for others and freeze-dried chicken for some of the cats. And, oh, gosh, we just have such a great time. And last year, the, the, last, the last shelter, we, we worked our way back towards home, so the last shelter was Bonner's Ferry. And... As Mikkel and I are driving from Sandpoint to Bonners Ferry, about an hour drive, I said, gosh, Kel, you know, it just keeps laying on my heart all the time that I want to adopt another pet. I just, you know, I think, oh, gosh, we've got too many already. And I, I try to start <laughs> out, and then it comes back into my mind, you know, and I just I really feel called to do it. And she goes, well, I'll start looking for you, Dad. Uh, what are you thinking, like a small dog? And, yeah, probably something, you know, we can take with us easy, like uh, Cor and Cody. And, 
And she goes, well, let's make sure we don't get a dark dog because they just don't show up very well in pictures and TV. And yeah, you're right, Cal. So we go up to, to Bonner's Ferry and I go into this run and there's this dog in there. It looked kind of like Schmeagel from Lord of the Rings. This really funny face with these jutting teeth and these really withered rear end and I was talking to him about about Gracie, and I'd actually had seen her advertised over many months in the local paper, and she was picked up on the on the street at four months of age, and put in a, a city shelter, and she jumped nonstop for about five months, up and down, up and down, up and down. So oh she ruined gosh. her growth plates in her in her knees, but she had every strike going against her. You know, pit bull, black, crippled in the shelter for two years. So you know. This is a this is a no kill shelter, so she would have had a real loving home with a lot of people that cared about her. But anyway, I gave her a stuffed Kong, and she picked it up in her mouth, and she came over and laid her big old meat head on my leg, and she looked up at me with those eyes, and and I thought, oh God. So anyway, away I came home with her. So she wasn't little. She wasn't. Uh, she was black. <laughs> she was crippled. But uh, I laugh and tell people that's the ideal, absolutely, because we have three other canine cocktails. You know, we have yeah. a, a uh, you know, I love that term canine cocktail, but this is the ideal cocktail because a lab pit bull cross might chew your arm off, but it brings it back to you. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of pits. I call them meaty cheeks because when you got that grin, you got that meaty cheeks, meaty cheeks when they smile. Oh, that's good. Oh, I love this. I absolutely, and we have this running joke we like to tease in our family and I told Teresa what she asked me what I want for Christmas, and I said, "Just tell her she's feminine and tell her she's beautiful." And she goes, "I can't, I can't say it, you know. I can't <laughs> say she's beautiful. I can't say she's feminine." So we have this running joke, but she just um, now she's, you know, coming back a year later, she is chiseled muscle. And where I thought we were going to have to do reconstructive surgery on her with some, you know, a specialist at a university, it would be far beyond what uh, what I would be capable of you know, probably a uh, hundred veterinarians in the country who could do a surgery. She's now, she does okay. She's just glistens. You know, she yes. gets her fatty acid supplement. She had chronic diarrhea and, you know, we put her on uh, uh 40 floor, a probiotic. And, uh, you know, now she's got those nice firm stools. She just glistens and shine. And she's had so much exercise that she's just ripples with muscle. And, well, and I have a feeling her heart is, is also just glowing inside too. I mean, she hit the mother load. She hit a home with America's veterinarian, despite oh, the odds. Yeah, she she did. And you know, Mikel just adopted a little three-legged cat called uh, Nemo. The same thing went into a shelter, and, and this cat calls. And you know, we're doing a promotion on Bet Street through the end of the year, talking about these pets that have languished in shelters for years. That there's uh, there's many uh, many animals for no reason. There's nothing, uh, no reason they haven't been adopted, but they just sit there and sit there and sit there. So we're really doing a push through the end of the year. Okay, I'll pay attention. To- I mean, Chipper was my uh, two-year, three-shelter reject. She was in shelters for the first two years of her life, my husky golden retriever, and I know what you mean. I mean, it's so nice to see their transformation at three months, six months, nine months, a year, and you get to see their real personality, and you almost hear this sigh of relief, maybe at the three- to six-month mark, where they're like, oh, I really do have a home. So I'm with you, man. I got Chipper, and she's now nine years old, and she and Cleo surfed together. And my little kitty, Zeke, as you met, someone had taken a knife and took a big chunk out of her back when she was a stray. And she went to a foster home and got kitty cooties, conjunctivitis, and herpes, and was a big mess. 
And I brought her home, and my veterinarian and I worked together. We had to get a compounded pharmacy medication for her eye. She does have a little neurological damage. She kind of walks like Charlie Chaplin. But I have never <laughs> met a most outgoing cat. Now, you have met Ziki at a dog signing event for your yeah. book, Your Dog, The Owner's Manual. So what do you think of that cat? Oh, my gosh. That cat, that cat is, uh, I don't know, it's just like the person that's, uh, you know, when the when we're all back in high school and there's this total disruption in the classroom, you know, there's the you know, teacher steps out and everybody goes crazy and there's one person that just stays so <laughs> calm, you know, that, right. that's your cat. I mean, and loving, <laughs> oh my gosh. But you, you know what's funny about, when you think about Chipper and, and is it Zeke or Zeke? Zeke, Z-E-K-I as in, oh, Zeke, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind, oh. Zeke. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, well there, it's funny how there was a cat down in, Lakewood Animal Hospital in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, where I practice part-time. And I was in there, and this, uh, we had, there's a, a, a technician called Angie. And I call her Angel Angie because she's, she's rescued so many animals. I mean, dogs, cats, uh, you know, wild, the, um, a wild turkey was run over this summer, and the, the little baby turkeys were there, and she took them and nursed them back to health and released them. And so Angel Angie was driving on a really cold, wet night in late October, and I was up at a you know, an intersection in northern Idaho, and all of a sudden saw what she thought was a cat thrown out the window, and they then the car sped off. She couldn't, you know, it was raining hard, she couldn't see any lights and plates or anything, and stopped her car, had all her dogs, she has like three dogs in there, she stopped, went over there, and it was a cat somebody had thrown out. Oh, jeez. She called it River, because it was on Highway 95 and River Drive, and she got <laughs> it in there, no carrier, just her car with three dogs on her lap, and uh, the cat had just had kittens because it still had uh, it still had milk, uh-huh. but she took it back to the veterinary clinic and they they nursed it back to health. And gosh, if somebody didn't come in and see it and uh, and adopted it, and I it was being boarded when I was down this time. So now you know it's gone from October to December. Oh my gosh, this cat's got this bling around the collar, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they said he the person the owner had gone to Petco and, and dropped a thousand bucks on the biggest cat tree they had and, oh, and, and a heated bed and, oh, my gosh, you know. And I just think of all those pets, you know, however many there is out there, 3 million, 4 million. Yeah. And, and, you know, Banfield, the pet hospital, which is the largest chain of veterinary hospitals in the world with 750 locations, they have an incredibly sophisticated database called, called Data Savant. And so they can track epidemiological data. So, say, for example, there was another problem with the melamine in pet food or something. Okay. They would be able to look across all their 730 things and say, okay, we are seeing an increase in kidney disease now in dogs compared to a month ago. Oh, that's brilliant. And, yeah, and we're seeing it with these people that are feeding this food. But they can show that in multi-pet households, the pets are sick less often. When they are hospitalized, their hospital stay is shorter, and the pets are actually healthier. So that companionship of a pet buddy Sometimes we think, oh, God, we'll be cheating on, on uh, you know, Cleo or we'll be cheating on Chip or something to get another pet. And, in fact, it enhances their life. So Oh, I agree. I've, I've got the Furry Fab Four, Chipper, Cleo, Murphy, and Zeke. And <laughs> they are awesome. Two cats, two dogs. Hey, everybody, we're speaking with the one and only Dr. Marty Becker. He is America's veterinarian. You know him on Good Morning America on the Dr. Oz Show. He's written oodles of books. The latest is Your Dog, the Owner's Manual. And we're going to take a commercial break and come back because there's some things that the good doctor can talk to us about. Advice for uh, keeping the holidays not so frightening for the shy pets 
and some more. So we wanted this to be a awesome, possum holiday for you and your pets. So hang on, everybody. Sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from PetLifeRadio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with Super Smiley, and we're listening to Arden on Oh Behave. Oh, my God. You are like the best radio host on the planet. Woof, 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 woof. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Oh Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Dr. Marty Becker is in the house. I have known you, Marty, since, oh my gosh, 10, 12 years. You were this veterinarian from Idaho going around to a vet conference with a baseball bat. Now, you're not a violent person, but you were there to have people sign their autographs to promote the human-animal bond. Do you remember that? I definitely do. I remember Bill Maher was there and some other people and signed that yeah, we were on the on the million pet mercy mission trying to figure out a way to save the lives of a million shelter pets. You know, when I look back, I, I look back at my life, you know, I've been a lifetime, you know, I'm a veteran veterinarian of over thirty years, but a lifetime pet lover and I came from a little family farm in southern Idaho where the dairy cows had names and and uh, Dad chewed me out for, you know, being too, uh, you know, I, I'd go up in front of the, I had to pick eggs in the morning, and I'd go up in front of the chicken roost there and just go, wah, and all the chickens would fly <laughs> off. It was a real efficient way to gather the eggs, but not the way we did it at, at uh, the Becker farm. So he said, efficient, yes. You know, he's looking in the window and caught me. Efficient, yeah. yes, but that's not the way we do things. You know, we, we treat all these animals really well. And so I grew up with this, with this lifetime love of animals. Uh, to, but to be, um, you know, to to be a veterinarian and 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 then have, have have platforms, you know, through TV and books and other things to be able to communicate on behalf of pets. And but you know, Arden, you and I, you and I have done the same things. You know, this things about working to place. You know, now we're working on a current program through Vet Street to place pets that have done in the shelter. But we've worked, you know, we've all worked on this for decades. There's a core group of us out there that we've all written lots of books and we've all done lots of media but we're all friends and we're supportive of each other and and you know i want to go back one thing i i got off like i often do chasing a rabbit and and didn't really <laughs> answer your question a minute ago about okay. adopting a pet over the holidays and i want to talk sure. that yeah let's talk I, about I'm, that i'm going to go contrary to what a lot of people do i know a lot of people say don't adopt a pet over the, over the holidays that that's almost to me like you know, like, uh, you know, poinsettias are poisonous. You know, we keep saying the same things over again. Or a small amount of chocolate is lethal when a small amount of chocolate doesn't do much. By the way, on the chocolate thing, it takes three ounces of milk chocolate for a 10-pound pet to cause a problem, 10-pound dog. Okay. And, and that's, that's, a, that's a normal candy bar you buy at the convenience store. That's a pretty big amount of chocolate. Now, Baker's chocolate and dark chocolate is dramatically different. White chocolate is, I mean, they could eat a 10 pounds of white chocolate, and all it does cause them to have the squirts. But white chocolate is not a problem. Milk chocolate is not too bad. Baker's chocolate and dark chocolate is, has a lot more theobromine in it. 
So I, I don't want to tell you to ever feed your dog chocolate, but if you drop a little, you know, those little mini candy bars that you had yeah. still left over from Halloween, and you're, you know, you're 10, 20, 30 it ain't gonna do. It's not gonna do anything to it. So that's one of the things again. I want to, you know, uh, always, that, that's important always. because you know, and the size of the dog matters, and that's why I put a lot of recipes. I use carob instead of chocolate. Hey, we're I just, using your recipes, by the way, Teresa. We just stopped at a health food store and got carob powder. That based oh, on, cool. I, oh. I love your, we use your recipes. Oh, my real food really, for dog book? Oh, really good. Really, really you know, that's good. the only time I can say in the history of my life that I was at one time on the bestseller list, five spots behind some kid named Harry. Oh, that's unbelievable. Well, that's something that, you know what, to say you've been on the, on the New York Times bestseller list is, uh, is something. Well, it was actually important. Amazon bestseller. I got to be, it was the Amazon bestseller list. So that's still well, that's incredible. Good. Well, you know, going back to adoption, we always say don't adopt a pet over Christmas because, right. or, or we, we should say the holidays because we don't want to short scenes, Kwanzaa, or anything else. But uh, right, don't right. adopt because it's too hectic and the pet doesn't get any attention. And, uh, you know, the kids are playing with the Xbox, with the Kinect, and they're not doing this. Well, I tell you what, you tell that pet down there that's been in the shelter two years that that it doesn't deserve to move from the cage at the shelter to the couch at somebody's home. And while it might not be the ideal time, it might be the ideal time. You tell me another time when somebody is off of work and right. a, away from school and that the family is there and can bond with this pet like they do. So I'm one of these voices every year. I don't tell people, you know, not to adopt it and give the gift of adoption and give the collar with the promise of the pet later. I'm telling you to go down to the shelter and... Uh, and, you know, they talk about the, you know, increasingly, you remember when you used to try to find a present for your mom or your sister, brother, and my 87-year-old mother was up over Thanksgiving, and I was talking about things I got her as a kid. I got her a little tiny, a little tiny frying pan or this, I think you're, is meant to, to melt butter in. Okay. But it was like a frying pan that was the size of a of a thimble, a spoon, you know. <laughs> and she said she still got it and never used it because it wasn't practical, Right. Okay. And now we give gift cards. So you, you yeah. know, now you just go to you know you go to Amazon.com and you go to Vestry.com and use your gift card. But you know, like down at the shelter, you go down there and there's every possible choice. There's every make and model, and there's there's some people are drawn to the dogs with the the gray beards with the jutting hip bones that are more sedate, and others like yeah. that you know kinetic mass of puppies or kittens you when know, it goes to the front of the cage or that earthy smell of those kittens, and one calls out to them. And you know what, Arden, you could go back and tell a story of how you adopted each one of them, and I told you one story about Gracie how we adopted her. But well, two years ago, that's what I got. I got Zeke at Christmas. I was in Dallas with my family, and I brought her home on the plane. You talk about the gift that keeps on giving, though. Oh my gosh, there's nothing you get that. Every day, we, you know, the other day, uh, Coyote, which is my, my wife's little angel, this little <laughs> Pomeranian Yorkie Chihuahua cross, and he, Teresa had bathed him. He'd gone out to Camp Cates to spend the weekend while we were gone, and she'd pick him up, and he'd been around all these other dogs, and he smelled, so she bathed him. And that night, we're sitting around the TV, and, and she goes, oh, I just don't like the smell of that shampoo I'm using on him. Oh, God, it, it stinks. And I, I took a whiff of him. I go, Teresa, that's turkey doo-doo, because we oh. have all these wild turkeys here. <laughs> so we started talking about how he was, uh, you know, he had this new cologne called Gobbler, and, you know, we all <laughs> laughed, and now we call him Puppy Le Pew. Oh, my and, goodness. Uh, oh, my gosh. You just have you know, so much fun with pets. You laugh, and you, 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 have, you heal. You have touched and, upon it. Exactly. Dogs are such a great, you know, I know you've done the book Healing Power of Pets, but 
You are a living testament. I bet you don't even have high blood pressure. You laugh so much with and for and about your pets and your family that, I mean, I am serious. Don't you think that they have uh, really been one of your best health allies all these years? You know, one of the I wrote about in the Healing Power of Pets is I was, um, you know, going through depression and <laughs> was overweight and, and I hated you know, going down on the treadmill, I called it down in the basement of our house, and just just exercising with pets. And and you know, it's funny, Mattel's. Um, there's a new. Uh, oh gosh, Arden, you'll know the name of this. It's a. It looks like a plastic fishing pole with a with a to- with a toy on the end of a string. Is it a chase it or what's that? What's that product oh, called? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. And we've got a golden retriever out there, and, and it's not just golden retrievers. Our my daughter's pug Bruce is this crazy fawn pug. And, and both of Mikkel's dogs, all of our all of our animals, our dogs, our cats, our horses are all thin. Every mm-hmm. single one of them. Mikkel has two thin pugs, and people think they're puppies because they're thin. Well, you know, if I was to walk outside right now with this golden retriever, and, and Shakira's around 11, between 11 and 12. And again, she's thin, she's muscular, she gets daily exercise where we, we take this chucket with a tennis ball. So if I was to hold a stake up and a tennis ball and let her pick, she'll pick the tennis ball every time. You know, she... Wow. She loves play. And you know what? These people that train dogs, that train dogs for the National uh, Disaster Search Dog Foundation, that mm-hmm. train military uh, bomb-sniffing dogs, that train dogs to do mole detection, uh, right. all of those people use play as the reward. It's not, you know, it's not a, you know, a little vest full of bacon strips or something. It's play. And this new toy, this, uh, you know, one of the tenants that you want for a happy, healthy pet is to is to do some kind of daily oral care and have them uh, get panting tired every day. And th- this new thing, uh, you know, Mikkel, our daughter who we spoke of, who is one of the featured trainers on vetstreet.com, she's got pugs that will go on a treadmill. She's got pet pugs that will go on an exercise wheel. You know, it looks like a giant, you know. She's awesome. i got to tell you, she really brings out the best in pets. I wonder if she's related to Dr. Marty Becker. Huh. <laughs> Well, all I know is she has had her 26th birthday, and I'm so glad she looks like her mother. I'll tell you that. They're, oh, come on. Uh, Teresa's her, beautiful, but you're not so bad on the eyes. Come on. Well, uh, her her mother is 86 and beautiful, and my, my beloved wife, Teresa, is beautiful, and Mikkel's beautiful, and our little granddaughter's beautiful, so we'll just we'll leave it at that. that <laughs> but, you know, she's got a dog that'll go on a, on an exercise wheel. looks like a, a, like a hamster wheel, and it'll just run, 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 but... For most people out there, there's um, there's a new toy called a chasen. It looks like a fishing pole with a string on it and this little furry toy at the end. And they think they're they're you know on the plains of the Serengeti, you know, as a wild dog about ready to attack some little uh, you know some little furry thing that crawled out of the ground. Or they're the wolf up there in the you know the tundra in Alaska. Oh my gosh, you can stand in one spot without moving and exhaust a dog in in five minutes. That is great. That is great. I mean, I'm, I exercise a lot with Chipper and Cleo. We're part of that Leash Your Fitness class. And I'm training now to be in the 5K9 race next month with uh, Chipper. And I just finished a half marathon with my sister. So we are a family on the move, even though I have very short legs. Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> that thing of, uh, of daily oral care, we just had our, our dog, Coyote, is uh, nine years old and got his teeth uh, professionally cleaned for the first time because of daily oral care and his uh he you know small dogs have a there's a hereditary thing that causes the loss of bone in their front uh front teeth so their their front their incisors become like i call them piano keys you know and you, you can't oh do, yeah you can't yeah. even piano keys so 
although there was no, you get this loss of bones, so you get these, what they call these deep resorptive lesions. So we took him down to the veterinary hospital and, and uh, you know, anesthetized him and did the, the digital, ra- uh, digital dental radiographs, and you could see these deep pockets. And it's funny, even as a veterinarian, his breath was getting pretty foul, but you, you couldn't really tell where it was coming from. But once he was anesthetized and you did the dental x-rays, you could see these deep pockets. And when he pulled those, those three front right incisors, we call him Redneck Rover now, by the way, uh, Art. Oh, that's and, funny. That's funny. So he's Redneck Rover without, without some of his front teeth. But you pull those things, and I tell you, within a couple of days, everything had healed up, and now his breath is so much sweeter, and he's got an added kick to his step. And before, he was a little tender about taking stuff in his mouth. His overall health has just improved so much. And so even with daily oral care, there always comes a time, you know, you delay the time between regular professional cleanings. But there's other things that you discover uh, once they're, you know, once you do a complete uh, complete exam. You know what, Arden, the two things real quick that I, I've had so much fun, I can't believe the time has passed already. If you have a pet that's really stressed over the holidays, there's a couple ideas. One is to use pheromones. One you used to call, you call dog appeasing pheromone. It's what a mother secretes in her nipples to these puppies to calm them down. The new name is Adaptil. It's A-D-A-P-T-I-L. It's it's stronger. It works a lot better. Spell that again. So, it's A-D what? A-D-A-P-T-I-L. Okay. So, check so it out. So it's Adaptil, and then Thelaway is the feline cheek pheromone. But those okay. work really good as a diffuser, and you can, you know, some people use them all the time for pets that tend to get separation anxiety or be stressed or you're having problems with inappropriate elimination or destructive clawing. But you can also use them episodically. You can get them, you know, just during high-stress situations around Fourth of July hunting season, visitors coming over. So Adaptal and feel away. The other thing, there's a product we've been using. We're working to create a fear-free practice. And I'd love to come on the show sometime and talk about how you make a visit to a veterinarian less stressful for a pet. But there's a product from Virbac, V-I-R-B-A-C as a company, called Anxitane. It's A-N-X-I-T-A-N-E. And it's, it's L-theanine. It's, a, it's an amino acid, but it's in a chewable tablet that's really palatable to dogs and cats. This, again, is something you can give if you have a, a pet that's prone to separation anxiety or anything, but you can give it episodically. So now when we have a pet getting ready to come into the veterinary hospital, uh, we'll have them swing by and pick up a, a two pills, one to give 12 hours before and one two hours before the visit. And, and it's like, it's like uh, you know, pets going to the wine bar before they come visit the hospital. <laughs> they just are so relaxed, like, hey, how you doing, man? It's really nice. And uh, it's, it's safe, it's inexpensive. And if you have uh, pets that get stressed over the holidays, go to your veterinarian, talk to them about some Anxitane, and it'll be a happy, happy, happy holiday. Well, you're coming back, so just be prepared to be back on the show. I think the holidays are going to be much better because of people like you and all the pets I know are giving you a big pause up. We're speaking to Dr. Marty Becker. He is America's veterinarian. He is on Vet Street. You can see him on Good Morning America and the Dr. Oz Show. He's written zillions of books. A few of my favorite titles is The Year Dog, The Owner's Manual. That's one of his latest ones. And for all the feline fans, I love this title. Do cats always land on their feet? 101 of the most perplexing questions answered about feline unfathomable bowls, medical mysteries, and befuddling behaviors. He wrote that with his writing partner and my good friend, Gina Spadafori. And then finally, come on, guys, give it up for the title, Why Do Dogs Drink Out of the Toilet? Again, 101 little mysteries and things about the canine world. Dr. Marty, I am so delighted you could be on our show today. You've shared a lot of great insights about how to make the holidays great and perfect 
And I want to give a shout out to all the critters in your family and the two-leggers, too, from Chipper Cleo Murphy and Zeke and me to you. I mean, thanks to having a great guest like you and others, our show is now the number one pet podcast network on the planet. I love your show. And you know what? If you want to see a story about River, the cat I was telling you was thrown out, uh, yeah. out of the window and was adopted, it's on uh, my Facebook page at, at uh, DR Marty Becker. And also follow me on uh, on VetStreet.com. We post content there every single day. And, and Arden, you know, you're I'm such a fan of yours. I remember your first... Uh, you know how to turn a title, and then it's, <laughs> oh, it's so meaty. You know, it reminds me of, of Soup with Joel McHale when they do that. So meaty. So you, meaty. I learn from you every single time you write, and, and so they, they can visit both of us on ZetStreet.com. Yeah, I'm glad we're on that. So everybody, at this time, I want to give a big pause up to Dr. Marty Becker, our very, very special guest today. And he's going to make sure you are going to enjoy the holidays. I have little outfits for Chipper and Cleo, but I'm maintaining their dignity. They just have little collars that have red and white on it. And that and Chipper, my big dog, looks at me like, thank you. I don't want to be wearing clothing that I can't see or move. And my two cats are happy that they're not going to be decked out in any kind of folly. But you guys, <laughs> if you can, go to a shelter. Please take Dr. Marty Becker's advice. If you can, bring home a good pet. They deserve a good home. And if you're not able to bring home a pet, go spend a little bit of Christmas at a shelter. You know what? You've inspired me, Marty. I'm going to do that. We have a great shelter in my neighborhood, and I think I'm going to go down there and do uh, what you guys do and start a new tradition here in little Oceanside, California. I tell you what, that was one of the most meaningful things to everybody that was involved, to actually get a pet out. And it had personal contact, and we love them. I think one thing I just think is telling them, you know, you are loved, you are special. We're going to yeah. do everything we can to find you a home. And and then, you know, of course, there's the uh, you know the laboratory retrievers that uh, just you know that Kong sickle. Oh my gosh, you throw the Kong in there with a little rawhide fuse, and and uh, they were so happy. But thanks again for you know for having me on your show, and, and happy holidays to everybody out there. And, and uh, can't wait to find out what uh, what new relationships are spawned after the first of the year. That sounds great. And everybody, let's give a big shout-out to Mark Winter. He's our executive producer of Pet Life Radio. He makes this show happen each and every week, and he is the man behind the scene for all of the great shows on Pet Life Radio. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two-, three-, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! coast to coast and around the world it's all behave with arden moore find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in rin tin tinseltown from famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars you'll get great tail wagging pet tips and have a fur flying fun time all behave with america's pet edutainer arden moore every week on demand this is the place for a special paparazzi treat Only on PetLifeRadio.com.